to God. Glory to God. Amen. Welcome to another episode of Love and Light with Ignite. Shagababa. Amen. So, yes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Love and Light with Ignite. Uh, I know we've been away for quite a while. What happened was that... Uh, excuse me for a moment. The next song says, We are sorry, may your grace. We are sorry, may your grace. We are sorry. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Come on, are you ready? to God. Sorry for the <coughs> for the court there. Had to address some things. Alright. Like I was saying, welcome to Love and Light. I know you've not heard from us for a while. It's about two weeks uh, last Thursday that we had active. Uh, we were concluding on our stir-up devotions uh, for the past 30 days during the weekdays we've been praying. <clears throat> every single day and we know that there's many of you that have been blessed and your prayer lives have changed and have been transformed right so yes welcome to another episode we had to take a week off so that we could gather and we strategize and we structure on a lot of things you notice that there's a change there are some changes here and there and more changes are on the way to, you know, help you so that we can help you, you know, improve in your devotional lives and so that you are ever confident in God's ability that is at work in you. So today we are going to be starting a new series, right? We call it Soteria Series, um, Understanding Salvation, right? If you are listening to me now, chances are you have heard about salvation or you know you've been taught about salvation in one way or another in your various churches <clears throat> wherever you are um, if you're someone that has never heard about salvation before welcome to love and light i advise that you listen that you listen to us you know in the next few weeks so that you can have a proper understanding of salvation uh, if you've heard about salvation before, but you um, really don't cons- completely get it, welcome. If you have a friend that you want to understand uh, salvation properly, you could also send a link to him. So join us in our various communities or, you know, you could send this link to him so that he can listen to us on Mixer. Hallelujah. So, you know, but chances are you've heard about salvation right you've heard about uh you know the gospel before that those are the things that we're going to be addressing in this series and so we're going to get to we're going to get straight to the point today today we're going to be doing an introduction to salvation we're going to be understanding you know what salvation is and one thing that we're going to focus on is how um, salvation has always been God's plan for the believer and my prayer is that at the end of this teaching you see something spectacular about salvation that you know you most likely have always known but I'm just gonna say to you so that you can you know understand that oh that's true right uh, yes so let's get into it We'll pray first thank you lord jesus all the glory to your name our hearts are open to receive all that you have for us today your word is washing 
is washing our minds and our hearts we listen with our hearts we receive with our spirits all that you have for us today we thank you lord we thank you father in jesus name we have prayed amen so uh first things first um you most likely saw soteria and wondered what does soteria mean right it's pretty simple right it just means salvation it's actually gotten from the greek word for salvation um itself and you know in its word usages which we are going to see today many times what it means is to rescue or to deliver somebody right to bring somebody into safety and we're going to look at a few word usages today and when we look at a few word usages today it will help you best understand the context by which um salvation is being used remember the definition of the word means to rescue or to bring into safety right and so when we look at places but like luke chapter 1 verse 68 to 75 thank you lord let's go to luke chapter <coughs> 1 verse 68 to 75 luke 1 68 to 75 Let's see something. So let's look at you know a few word usages. Luke 1 68 to 75 says uh this was when uh, many of us are familiar with John the Baptist and how uh, his father received the revelation by an angel that his wife was going to conceive a son who whose name will be John. And his father's name was Zachariah and tradition then was that you know son would take the father's name and um, apart from that uh, Zachariah doubted and the angel said that he wasn't going to talk and so when John was born uh, in this account of Luke everything is in a single everything is in a single chapter right and so when John was born something spectacular happened something really amazing happened what basically happened right is that john began to speak right this was someone that has not that was not able to speak for you know so many days and so many weeks uh, and all of a sudden john begins to speak and he not only begins to speak he begins to prophesy and amongst everything that he was saying this is basically uh, what he was saying luke 1 68 75 says blessed be the lord god of israel for he had visited and redeemed his people and has raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant david right a an horn of salvation i'm using the kjv version right uh the word salvation there is what we're talking about soteria which means to rescue or for safety and so contextually speaking right when we go down a bit says as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets which have been since the world began that we should be saved right what saved there is also a derivation of soteria which also means to you know rescue or to be delivered says that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath which he swore to our father abraham that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear now you notice that the delivered here is not like if you are checking if you are the kind of person that loves to check greek words you realize delivered here is not so terrible right and so you know what he's talking about when it comes to salvation uh chances are not chances are rather um uh what he's talking about in the other salvation that's soteria talks about rescue deliverance in a context 
majorly talking about you know salvation as seen in the should i use the word nature of man because i'm going to discuss this moving forward as we um i'll be discussing this as we move forward uh, it was something that was sworn unto their father abraham uh, let me not go ahead of myself verse 75 in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life so he says verse 74 that he will grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear right in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life so a usage of salvation here in respect to a prophecy that was received by john right that they will be what delivered from their enemies right another thing to note here in verse 70 is that it was spoken by the mouth of you know the prophets of god so it seems that this this salvation is something that has been there for a very long time another usage of the word soteria let's go to luke 3 uh one to six there's so much to talk about luke 3 1 to 6 we're looking at word usages of the word salvation it says now in the 15th year of the reign of tiberius caesar pontius pilate being governor of judea and herod being tetrarch of galilee and his brother philip tetrarch of ituria and of the region of track i don't know how to pronounce that and i don't know how to pronounce the other place chavez too <laughs> Ananias and Caiaphas, being the high priest, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. Now, John has grown up at this point, right? The John in, John in chapter 1 is all grown up in chapter 3, uh, verse, verse 3. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remunition of sins. Verse 4, it says, As it is written in the book of the words of Esaias the prophet, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Verse 5, every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough way shall be made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now, John brings us to a point of understanding that this is... He's talking about salvation in the context of this is of God and this has to do with repentance for the remission of sin. And another thing to note that it seems to be consistent with what his dad was prophesying about, right, in verse 1, was that it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, that's Isaiah, right? And so we see basically prophecy, right? Uh, for those of you who don't know prophecy uh basically men who spoke for god were seen as prophet not just men who could see what was about to come prophecy can also be seen as you know people who prophets were also men who saw what was about to come but majorly those who spoke in place of god all right another usage of the word um, salvation let's go to acts 4 10 acts chapter 4 verse 10 it says be it known unto you all and to all the people of israel <coughs> that by the name of jesus christ of nazareth whom ye crucified whom god raised from the dead even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole this is the stone which was set at not of you builders which is become the head of the corner neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and so you know salvation in this context right is deliverance rescue in context to what jesus has come to do amen context to what jesus has come to do he says no other name by which salvation by which rescue will come but by jesus right and so there's a consistency in the use of the word of salvation that we are seeing from the prophecies, uh, remission, repentance of sins, right? We saw that with John, John's dad, 
Sandari joined himself and now we're seeing with the apostles right talking about Jesus uh, let's let's quickly look at Romans 1 16 Romans chapter 1 verse 16 Romans chapter 1 verse 16 apparently there actually isn't enough time to talk about a lot but as we go further we'll understand uh, Romans 1 16 says for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ it is the power of God unto what salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek uh, verse 17 for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith and so you know in this context we are seeing that you know salvation is possible by something that is called the gospel paul is not ashamed of something that is called the gospel because in it is the power to be saved in it is the power for salvation it needs is the power to be rescued now why are we looking at all these things there is there is an important question to actually ask in all these word usages right uh, one thing that you see is consistent in everything that we have seen here is that uh, it's talking about you know salvation from something right it's talking from it's talking about salvation from something uh, it's also talking about uh, something called remission of sins it's talking about righteousness it's talking about you know holiness if you look into other texts um, we we see things like repentance we saw that we join right and so we see all those things consistent and so your mind should be going towards the question of okay so salvation means to be rescued right i've seen how it's used in my bible and so the question is why or rather um why and what am i being saved from right and another question you should also ask yourself is what or who is saving me from you know what i i, I need to be saved from remember this is an introduction and so the, these questions as we move on will be answered in the weeks to come but i'm going to answer that question now although I will also explain a statement that I'm about to make and this statement I'm about to make in the next six weeks we are going to be exploring it in length so are we ready so here goes the statement it says <coughs> basically this is a statement uh, that answers that question what are we being saved from right it says the statement goes like this in the beginning God created a man named Adam. For those of you that people came to evangelize to you, this is most likely the line that was used for you. But it's true nonetheless. It says, in the beginning, God created a man named Adam. Right? It says, by Adam, so, God created a man named Adam by whom the whole world was going to come from right so from adam was the whole world going to be spawned right uh so anything adam did would affect the rest of mankind are you listening anything adam did would affect the rest of mankind and the world at large right and so something happened says adam sinned and because he sinned right he died not just a physical death but also a spiritual one making all people that came from him to be sinful and unable to meet up with the righteous requirements of god right so adam sinned because he sinned he died not just a physical death also a spiritual one making all people to be sinful and unable to meet up with the righteous requirements of god because all men now because all men by nature 
could not meet up with God's righteous standards, it would take God to bring them to that same standard. Right? So because all men by nature could not meet up with God's righteous standards, it just means that God is the one that's going to have to, you know, bring them to that standard. Right? Now, <laughs> now here's the thing. Something amazing happens. It says, God made that provision in Jesus Christ that anyone that believes in him will be saved from sin and death, making them holy and righteous in him. This is known as the gospel. Now, I'll do a quick explanation and we're going to explore further now um this is a summarized statement of what we're going to be looking at like i said it says god created a man named adam by whom the whole world was going to come from now uh the name adam basically is not his name right adam just means mankind and so when you read the genesis account you'd notice you'd notice something interesting right so Adam would name the animals, everything in the air, everything under the sea, and their names would be like that forever, right? Just shows you the amount of authority that Adam had. So anything he did was going to affect him. And because he's given the title mankind, right? He's basically a representative of, you know, all of the generation of mankind, right? Uh, it's basically that simple hmm. but I, I, I uh, many people might have questions on different views on how Genesis accounts goes right but this is the most consistent view now come from you now says so anything Adam did would affect the rest of mankind so when Adam sinned right he died not just a physical death but a spiritual one and so God wants adam and eve not to partake of a fruit when you read genesis 2 i'm going to still look at that uh, god gives them an instruction don't partake of the fruit the eve takes it adam takes it and you know um eve takes it adam takes it and for some reason <laughs> um the whole of mankind is affected glory to god which is pretty interesting and so why is the whole of mankind basically affected right because i mean adam is a representative of mankind um, and you'd notice when you read texts such as romans 5 it says when adam sinned death reigned and so basically there's this form of personification of death in the sense that oh um, people began to be great so if you are reading Genesis account down you just began to realize that oh from this let's say oh first murder um, from first murder next you know people are enslaving each other people are doing this people are doing that right and so those would be effects of those could be termed basically as effects of death and all of that uh, and so even those that were righteous right when they try when they try to be righteous or rather their righteousness cannot be counted as righteousness before the eyes of God right because God's standard of righteousness would be different from man's standard of righteousness right and we'd explore this how um the law was basically a revelation should i use the word revelation or rather the law basically showed man the need for a savior the law basically showed man that he needed something that was beyond himself to regulate him as one who is righteous right because even the most righteous men would have flaws that before God, um, before a perfect God, um, will be nothing in their front, in his front. Um, there's this text in 
is it ezekiel that says that righteousness is as a filthy rag before the lord and so uh even men who were counted as righteous right the only reason why they will be counted as righteous is because god is the one that counted them as righteous um the most amazing story is the story of abraham which is a reflection of the grace of god how that because abraham believed god right what did abraham believe that oh abraham um going to a land that i will show you and he will become a great nation because abraham believed that from god what happened he says that god counted abraham as righteous so <laughs> it seems as though <laughs> let me calm down there but what i'm just trying to say is rather what i'm saying is man's standards and god's standards are two different things if man's standard is not gotten from the standard of god itself then whatever man is doing is useless right uh moving on uh, so it would take god to bring man up to that standard right it's basically going to be a miracle and so that's why christ came and before christ came god had already shown them in different signs symbols and things called prophecies of a messiah that was going to come right and we're going to look at all that in the weeks to come um and so that provision is made in jesus christ right that we are saved from sin and death and so some people uh are given to the works of sin while some people in as much as they're not given to the works of sin their righteousness alone does not meet up to god's standards right and ultimately death that plagues all of human life the solution is seen in the gospel whereby by believing in a man called jesus christ what happens is that we are given eternal life right because if you look at genesis adam see adam was the one who began to die and so uh christ comes and is as though I wouldn't call it a restoration. I would call it something that was better because we receive something called the Spirit of God, which now regulates us and identifies us as God's own, which is pretty amazing. And so we're going to look at all that. But um, when we now, after I've said this statement, there's something also really, really important to note about salvation and it's basically this when you carry that book called your bible right and you read from genesis to malachi matthew to revelation there is one singular story that you are going to see right and that is salvation by grace through faith in jesus christ when you read your bible when you look at the bible when you look at your bible from genesis to malachi matthew to revelation right what you will see is that it is telling one single story it is talking about one single person it's pointing us towards one single plan of god which is what salvation and how do we know this this is an introduction i want us to understand that salvation has been a primary um has been a primary desire for god since the fall is that is that correct way to say it no let me say it better salvation has been god's primary assignment men regulated by his spirit amen since the beginning and so even when man failed the plan was already in place hallelujah um and so how do we know this how do we know that you know christ is the center of the the whole of scripture we're going to do three points and we'd move now the first point is the new testament right the new testament hallelujah 
the new testament the new testament is a reason why we know that salvation is central to the whole bible why think about it there's something called like when you open your bible there is old testament and there is new testament amen new testament obviously came to either replace right new testament when you hear something is new of something it just tells you that it is something that is better of the other thing right now um there's there there are questions to ask before you even jump into this into the conclusion like what is the new testament about who does it center on right if it centers on anybody um what did the people or person right or characters what what is it about what do those people do right why is it so important why is it an important part of your bible um and then when you finish asking all this question you just come to realize that you know it's talking about what christ had come to do for the whole world glory to god and so um hebrews 7 22 basically let's look at hebrews 7 22 really amazing text hebrews chapter 7 verse 22 hebrews 7 22 it says it says by so much uh, let's go let's go let's start from verse 19 hebrews 7 19 says for the law was made for the law made nothing perfect but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which we draw near unto God. And inasmuch as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear, and I will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now verse 22 then says, By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament, and they truly were many priests, because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continued ever, had an unchangeable priesthood. And so he says that Jesus Christ is a surety of a better testament. Let's look at another version because many of us don't understand what that means and we're not going to pretend like we know what shorty means <laughs> no it doesn't mean shorty i don't know and I, I, I never said that here and i don't know why someone would think that anyways hmm. um all right hebrews seven let's use nlt it says because of this oath jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with god and so the new the new testament a testament basically means a covenant and so there's an old covenant and then there's a new covenant and jesus is a guarantee for a better covenant with god and so moving forward we understand that this new covenant is basically what salvation by grace through faith in christ which has come to what replace the law i know many of you have heard of the law so much i'm still going to look at all that but basically a what tells us that the new testament right is sorry what tells us that our whole bible is centered around salvation is the new testament right um there's this statement that we need to learn and now tell us at the end after I look at Hebrews 9 13. Hebrews chapter 9. Let's go to Hebrews 9 verse 13. It says now Hebrews 9 13 to 15. I'm going to use NLT because I realize KJV doesn't help many people sometimes. Now Hebrews 9 13 it says, under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a hypha could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity just think how much more the blood of christ will purify our consciousness conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living god for by the power of the eternal spirit christ offered himself to god as a perfect sacrifice for our sins 
that is why he's the one who mediates a new covenant between god and people so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance god has promised them for christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant right check kjv uses the word testament verse 16 now says now when someone leaves a will it is necessary to prove that that person who made it is dead then the will goes into effect only after the person's death while the person who made it is still alive the will cannot be put into effect that's why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal and so christ has died and because christ has died what happens we have we have a what a new covenant with god amen new testament hallelujah and so he compares the old with the new which just tells us that what was going on in the old was basically a reflection of what was going to happen in the new um now like now let's let's go to hebrews 10 verse 1 it says the old system under the law of hebrews 10 verse 1 it says the old system under the law of moses was only a shadow a dim preview of the good things to come not the good things themselves the sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again year after year but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. So he says that it was a shadow of things, of the good things to come, right? Like I said, the New Testament will show us, right, that God's plan for salvation has been since the Old Testament. Why? Now, this is where I make the statement that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, Amen. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. What does that mean? It means that every single thing that was being done in the Old Testament, there is an explanation of it in the New Testament. And when you look into the Old Testament, what you will see is hints of what was going to happen in the New Testament by what Jesus was going to do in the Old Testament. Amen. I hope there were there were not many testaments you were hearing. Like for instance, now the second point: How do we know that salvation is basically what the whole Bible is talking about from what Jesus says Himself, from the words of Jesus Himself? Now let's look at Luke twenty-four, verse forty-four to forty-seven. Luke twenty-four. <laughs> Luke twenty-four, forty-four to forty-seven says. Then he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. This is Jesus. Jesus has resurrected. He's with his disciples in a room and he's telling them, when I was with you, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses. And that means what Jesus is implying is that there were things that were written about him in the law of Moses there were things that were written about him in the prophets right Isaiah Jeremiah Ezekiel amen Malachi glory to God many of us only know about Malachi 2 the devourer but many of us don't know about Malachi 4 that talks about you know a savior that was to come and how that in Malachi 4 it talks about John the Baptist coming to prepare the way for the Lord amen and so basically what jesus is telling us even in the psalms the psalms you read have you ever read psalms 32 such an amazing psalm it talks about how blessed is the man who all his sins are forgiven david saw christ coming and he sang about it amen oh hallelujah so yes, from the words of Jesus himself. Let's continue. He says, uh, Luke 24, verse 45. It says, then he opened their minds to understand these scriptures. Well, you see, here's a side note. When you see scriptures in the New Testament, okay, 
it's talking about old testament documents right old testament books that's basically what scripture was for them right for us now when we say scripture it will be talking about what old testament and new testament basically of 46 verse 46 and he said yes it was written long ago that the means jesus says it was written long ago right that the messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day it is also written that this message will be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all nations beginning in jerusalem there is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are all witness of these things. And so salvation by Jesus Christ was prophesied what long ago. Remember when we're looking at you know what usages of salvation earlier today in today's episode, right? When we looked at how you know John the Baptist, his father, Zachariah, was prophesying about a salvation that was prophesied from you know times past that was prophesied to their father abraham amen and so it's telling you what that jesus has been preached since the beginning oh there's a particular scripture that just gets to me many times i i I hope i can share today oh look at john chapter 5 verse 39 john 5 39 john chapter 5 verse 39 if you are wondering what version I'm using and it sounds different from your version, I'm using NLT. John 5.39 says, you search the scriptures. Remember what I said about scriptures? That scriptures in the New Testament, he's talking about the Old Testament books. right? He says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. That's what Jesus is saying. That, oh, you are reading Isaiah. You are looking for how you will be righteous. You are reading Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. You are reading the laws of Moses to better understand them so that you can be better. But you are saying, no, 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 no. Those sacrifices, every single thing that is being done, it is pointing you to something greater. It is pointing you to someone greater. It is pointing you to me. Amen. Ah, such so amazing. Look at what he says, John 5, 46. He says, if you really believed Moses, you will believe me because he wrote about me. These bold statements, it is either Christ was making a careless statement or everything he was saying was true. Amen. So Jesus is telling us that Moses wrote about him. That's very interesting. I feel when you hear this kind of thing, you'd want to go back to, you know, the books of Moses to just see what he's talking about. Like, ah, Moses wrote about you, uh, Lord, where, when he didn't really mention your name, Jesus, uh, I'm going to just go check so that I can understand what you're saying, Lord. Amen. But isn't that amazing? And a third thing for us to know that you know our whole Bible talks about salvation because when we are now going deeper into this, we'll be going into the Old Testament. When we go into the Old Testament, we'll read the text and we'll be like, are you serious? This was talking about salvation all along? Wow! <laughs> now the third thing is the words of the apostles. The words of the apostles further proved to us that the whole Bible was talking about salvation. Right? And so you could even preach the gospel to people from the Old Testament. Because that's what the apostles did themselves. They didn't have the New Testament. Amen. Ephesians 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's look at what Paul said. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 1 to 7 says, When I, I'm still using NLT by the way. Ephesians 3 from verse 1 to 7 says, when I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming by the way that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations. 
but now by his spirit he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets and this is god's plan both gentiles and jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited inherited by god's children both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of the blessings because they belong to christ jesus by god's grace and mighty power i have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news we're ever going to learn what the good news is what's the gospel can we properly define what it is so that we can spread the message properly amen well i summarized it any anyways earlier amen and so paul says that it was a mystery <laughs> glory to god and so in the that, that, which further tells us that you know the old testament is the what new testament concealed right because it was a mystery and so until jesus christ himself had come many people will not be able to interpret what he was saying or what he was doing till he came and he died and he came back from the dead amen you know when jesus walks into a temple i think that's luke 12 and he opens a book and he's reading from the book of isaiah and he's talking about the messiah who was going to come to you know heal the broken heal the broken hearted and all of that and he closes the book and says the prophecy is fulfilled before you ah isn't that amazing jesus christ himself read from the old testament and said he it was talking about him the apostles himself continued to you know confirm that uh let's look at uh there really isn't any more time but you could read this for later first peter 1 from verse 10 to 11 and let's read colossians 1 25 to 29 colossians 1 25 to 29 says it says god has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you this message was kept secret for centuries and generations past but now has been revealed to god's people for god wanted them to know that the riches and the glory of christ are for you gentiles too and this is the secret christ lives in you this gives you assurance of sharing in his glory and so what does that mean it was a secret for centuries that's a long time and so further buttressing my point that the old testament is the new testament concealed salvation by grace through faith was not a new thing it has been there for a very long time it has been god's plan and what will i say by conclusion because i'm concluding now and this is the very very important part that i want you to know which should excite you as we are you know going into this series this which is basically this it says which is when we see how much god has put into the gift of salvation to all mankind right uh paul says in ephesians chapter 3 says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places right in heavenly places glory to god is showing the amount of effort how much was put into it for you and i to be saved when we look at that one thing we'll realize is that the love of god is primarily seen in the gift of salvation amen ah this is true love and light <laughs> so what i did there glory to god primarily the love of god is seen what in salvation primarily because of how much he has put you see love is seen in actions for those of you i don't think there's anyone is there anyone listening to me that's in a relationship i don't know right but for those of you that may be listening to me and in, and in you know a relationship right 
you know fully well that love is always in actions right if you are you know <laughs> let me not say that one right but if you are you know daddy's boy daddy's girl i don't know if that's wrong or anything but you know if your parents care so much about you you know that they care for you by what they do for you amen if your friends care so much about you you know they care about you by how much thought they put into doing things for you that birthday that they plan for you that when you see how much work they put into into it you most likely sit down and you say wow i'm blessed with amazing people if you don't do that after someone puts in so much work into something for you please repent <laughs> even if it's something you don't like because there was so much work that was put into it yourself you will look at it and say ah you tried i love this even though i don't like what you what it is but the very fact you put it so much work that's how we know people love us and so we see what god did the ultimate show of love so much planning so much details we know that primarily god loves us in salvation because of how he did it and what he did in it amen and so when you read john 3 16 there's so much that could go through your mind for god so loved the world that he what gave his only begotten son now you know that this was a plan that god had from the beginning god didn't just wake up and say eh, i might just go down become a man and just die i'm still going to be god by the way no this was a plan that was in place for you yes they go that all men will partake in the divine amen glory to god so we know that god loves us because of salvation and so we're going to be going through this we're going to be exploring this much more right we're going to be looking we're going to be looking at this as the weeks go by thank you all for being here uh we appreciate you coming today um if you've been blessed by this right we'd love for you to share this with your friends amen we'd love for you to let others know about this love for you if this has impacted you in any way we'd love for you to you know share this with others you know if you want people to be part of our ignite family share the links to others hallelujah glory to god there's so much more that we have in place and in plan for you amen to see you grow in your work with god to see you ever confident in god's ability thank you once again for being here and god bless you have a wonderful evening.